0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap
2: music to your ears.
0: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop
2: by. Granger, for
0: the ones who get it done. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff.
1: Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code COLLIN so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. What a day. What a... Who's saying B-A-N-A-N-A-S? Bananas? Bananas Day. That that was pretty terrible effort by me, but absolute bananas day. Uh, football is there. There just isn't a better reality show. Let, let's face it. The the turns, uh, the injuries. Uh, that you think one thing's going to happen and the other thing happens. The gambling, the fantasy. It is. It doesn't. The reason it's the bi- biggest sport in America because you cannot make this stuff up if you tried. You, me, and every football fan could not write scripts. The Trey Lance-Jimmy situation. The Tampa Bay Saints fight. I mean, you just, you can't make this stuff up. It's why we love it. It it really is. It's why I watch football for the last 12 hours. And have enjoyed, you know, basically every second. The last couple hours of the Packer-Bear game was a little boring. But the first two NFL windows were just, were elite. Dive into everything today. Uh, Middlecoff Mailbag, I'll put some out tomorrow. I'll have a lot of stuff on other teams, the Colts, Giants, Raiders, some other stuff on Tuesday's podcast. Today I'm kind of going to play the hits of the the bigger stories of the day. Uh, Also, if you listen on Collins' feed, make sure that you go to the three and out feed and subscribe to that as well. Subscribe to that as well. And if you're a Cardinal or Miami Dolphins fan, you can leave a bad review and say you're an idiot, which is fair. I'll give him a little apology coming up. So make sure you subscribe to 3 and Out, volume YouTube page, all the volume podcasts. Richard Sherman's got one. He he loves blasting Russ. I, I love it. Uh, and obviously Collins. But before we dive into the podcast really quick, I want to tell you about my friends at NetSweep. 2000, uh, 2008, uh, 2022, when it comes to the economy, those are some scary times. Dot com crash, housing crash. What's going on now? Trust me. I, I mean, I, I'm nervous. I and a roller coaster we're going through right now. One thing is certain: it's a dangerous time to not know your numbers. But over 31,000 businesses have the confidence and clarity they need because they rely on Netsuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. Uh, Netsuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, inventory, HR planning and budgeting so you can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. NetSuite helps you identify rising costs, automate your business process, and easily see where to save money. And trust me, right now, I think we all gotta be a little careful. Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible finance program. Head to netsuite.com john right now. That's Net- netsuite.com slash john. netsuite.com slash j-o-h-n. <laughs> the green bay packers who just handled the chicago bears and listen i i'm not gonna pivot off where i was when the season began i don't think the bears are that good i know they beat the 49ers in a crazy monsoon it was an impressive win i even said his name correctly matt eberflus i think they're a three or four win team when the dust settles I think I was a Justin Field fan coming out. I'm not. It's just hard to even judge anything they got going on. This game was about the Green Bay Packers. Their home opener at Lambeau. They were a team that I picked to be right there when the dust settles in the NFL. I, I, I didn't technically pick a Super Bowl team because it's stupid. I Honestly, it's just a, a guess. I mean, there are six or seven teams that you could pick to win the Super Bowl. They would have been one of mine. And I know week one was pretty ugly. I, I'm not pivoting off that. Now, looking forward, let's face it. Last year when they lost in the playoffs at Lambeau, it was pretty embarrassing. I think it's the worst loss of the Rodgers era. They were like a six-point favorite against a team with Jimmy Garoppolo who was banged up. The 49ers did not score an offensive touchdown, and the Green Bay Packers lost at home. Unacceptable. With the MVP at quarterback, with Devontae Adams, you can't do that. And one problem has been, and we've talked about this, and I know Packer fans know this, I know NFL fans know this, they have been a softer team over the years. Think about some of the teams that have beat them in the playoffs. The Harbaugh teams, Seattle, Kyle's team a couple times, right, physical defenses. Well, they have changed their philosophical beliefs a little bit. Because under McCarthy, and then even under the last couple years, scoring a bunch of points. Now, last year their running backs were really good, and they can run the ball, but they were, I never viewed them as a tough team. When they got hit in the mouth, they usually flinched. Hell, that happened last week. So I don't know if they've improved that way. But I do think they are more physical. And their identity as a team is going to be to run the ball down your throat. They ran for 200 yards tonight. And I think that is just going to be philosophical, philosophically their belief moving forward. And play good defense. And have Rodgers not have to carry the franchise on his back every single week. Then I threw a couple touchdowns. If on a given game they can win with him consistently throwing two to three touchdowns and running the ball for 120 to 160 yards, that's what they want to do. Why? Because that translates to the playoffs. Because if they have a really good record, they win the division. They're going to host a game at Lambeau. I'm a West Coast guy. I don't like the cold. I, I hate the cold. But when you play at Lambeau Field, you're in the cold. You are in frigid conditions in January. And to win in frigid conditions, you're not going to throw for three or four touchdowns. That's not going to happen. But if you can play defense, if you can run the ball and be a physical team, you're going to have a chance to win. Now, this week coming up, we'll talk about Tampa and the Saints here in a second, is like that to me is going to be a barometer for them. Because let's face it, Tampa's not as good as they've been the last couple years, right? Ton of offensive line injuries, ton of wide receiver injuries. Their defense is excellent, though. So this offense against that defense, can't wait to watch. Next week, it's Fox, big game, 125, Burkhart and Olsen, which is weird to say, but that, that's their number one crew. I love Kevin Burkhart, by the way. Is is I like Olsen. Is he a number one guy? You know, maybe not, but he's good. Burkhart's a stud. Burkhart's definitely is. That's a big game. 125 next week at Fox. Big barometer for the Packers. Because here's what I know about Tampa Bay. 2-0 on the road. Defense is elite. Tom's still solid. They're figuring out some things on offense. But if your defense is that good, you're going to be okay. So how does the Packers' defense look? And can they run the ball? Because for them to be successful, they're going to have to run the ball. It's going to be hard to run the ball on this Tampa Bay team. But listen, as long as you got Aaron Rodgers, and as long if you build a physical team around him, you're going to have a chance to beat anyone on any given week, especially in the playoffs. So what they had going was not translating to success. Right? a quote-unquote softer, more offensive team. And they have tried to get away from that. And now we're here. Now, will it work over the course of the season? I think it will. That's why I picked them to win the division. I, I'm still not, I would say, pivoting off that, though. We'll see Minnesota at Philly. If they win, they'll be 2-0, and we'll all agree they're one of the better teams in the league. So maybe they're better than I thought. But next week is a huge, really, these this Monday Night Football Is a huge game for Minnesota, and then next Sunday is a massive game for Green Bay. So this thing will play out. You know, Lions are feisty. They're probably not a playoff team. The Bears just aren't any good. But, you know, the Packers must win. I would have, if I didn't lose every single bet I've made for the last 24 hours, I was going to put all my profits, which I thought was going to be like 15, two grand, 1,500 or two grand, all on the Packers tonight. The problem is I lost every bet. I had no money, so I couldn't make the bet. Though, it was the only game of the day, and even yesterday, that uh, I kind of knew the way it was going to play out, and it did. A game that I didn't have a great feel for, because I probably would have taken the Saints and the points, was Tampa and New Orleans, which has become, I don't know, like the Ravens-Pittsburgh of the 2000s, of the Niners-Seattle, of the Harbaugh-Pete, an absolute war zone. And do you know what the best part about the NFL is? how fast things can change. This game was completely irrelevant two and a half years ago. You couldn't have paid me, who literally gets paid to talk about football, to watch Tampa Bay play the Saints in 2019. I would not have done it. You know why? Because you wouldn't be watching. No one would. Yet today, I was actually pretty excited. It was the game I went to. uh, Now, we had some... uh, First year ever getting the Sunday ticket because I, you know, moving to moving to Arizona, want to be able to watch the Niners, so I got it. And then the, it's not streaming right, and I'm freaking out. But on my local TV, I got Pittsburgh playing New England and New Orleans playing Tampa Bay. Well, over the last 20 years, no question what game you would watch. You would watch Roethlisberger play Brady even though Belichick and Brady kind of own Steelers, that would be a must-watch game. And, I, you know, let's face it, that game would have been at 130 if it was those guys. But that game was terrible. Like, I, was, I couldn't watch Mac Jones play Mitch Trubisky. Snooze fest. So I watched Tampa play the Saints. And it was a fucking war zone. Those two defenses were going after it. And I'll give Dennis Allen credit on this. I crushed Dennis Allen coming into the season saying that I can't pick them to make the playoffs because I can't take him seriously. And here's where I will back up off that a little bit. Their defense through a couple weeks looks really good. The defense with the Saints has not, they look like they've been the last several years, which is one of the better defenses in the league. And obviously he's the head coach now, but it's his defense. So I I would say Dennis Allen actually been a little impressed. But their problem today, like let's face it, the the Bucs right now, ton of injuries, they ain't going to be scoring against good teams 35 points. They're going to have to play within themselves which is something Tom Brady can do with his eyes closed. He will take what the defense gives him. He'll check the runs to playoff Lenny every single play if he has to. He'll dump it down to the slot receiver. He will not make a mistake because every game is his own entity. Some games, shootouts. It's like, okay, I got to throw four or five touchdowns today. And some games are, you know, this the final score might be 13 to 10. And it was pretty clear early in that game, you're like, I don't know, 13, 14, 17 points is going to win this fucking thing. And Tom Brady, out of all people, me, you on our couch, the coaches on the staff at the game, everyone in the arena, he knows that. So he changes the way he plays. And he's in complete control of the game. Yet Jameis Winston, and I realize, like, ultimately, Dennis Allen, this team is so good. Remember Larry Coker took over the Miami Hurricanes and it was like... Won the national championship. Remember Ryan Day was kind of handed her Meyers' program? Just kept on winning. I'm not saying Ryan Day is Larry Coker, but I'm still a little hesitant. My point is, like, is Brett Venables any good? I don't know. He was handed a program that's just absolutely rolling, right? Uh, Lincoln Riley was handed a program in shambles, and they are kicking ass. So I do, when you get handed an NFL team that's really good, and they stay good, like, you know, it's it's not the most difficult thing to do. But the quarterback position, and this is where they miss Sean Payton because everyone's like, hey, Middlecock, you're hating on the Saints. Jameis was 5-2 and two for us last year. It's like, well, yeah, Sean Payton, who, by the way, I watched a little NFL pregame this morning. Sean Payton's fantastic on TV. We all know that, like, Drew Brees, Jason Witten, you throw some of these fans, they are terrible. Hell, I was watching some games today, new Sunday ticket flipping around. It's like, some of these broadcast crews, I mean, Jesus, just because you played in the NFL – just because you're an NFL player, just because you're a former coach, does, and it's no different for some of these pregame shows, does not mean you're entertaining. Because I just turned into a consumer. I'm just like you. I just sit there, watch, want to be entertained. Most of these are, are absolutely horrendous. Sean Payton is a natural. But here's the problem. He's good on TV. He's a fantastic coach. And when he had Jameis, they were all, they were good. They were 5-2. and two. Jameis was doing well. Today, Jameis was Jameis. This was the Jameis from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They threw 31, 32 touchdowns. Threw a pick six, throwing the ball. You cannot turn the ball over in a game like that. You can throw a couple. Tua today had two picks. He also threw six touchdowns, and they played a game like 42 to 38 or whatever the final score of that game was. It what, You had to keep throwing the ball. That was not Tampa, New Orleans. That was a game where it's like every first down matters. Every field goal matters. Every time we cross the 50-yard line, it matters. And Jameis can't do that. And the reason I now hate the Saints, I, I realized, I, I I have more confidence in Dennis because he just kind of has to steer the ship. I have zero confidence in Jameis. Because at the end of the day, to be a good playoff team, you got to beat other good teams. The Bucks, the Rams, the Niners, whoever, Minnesota. And you cannot turn the ball over. And Jameis can't help himself. Because that's who he has been. That's ultimately who he is. He is a turnover machine. He, he just is. And today, it looked no different than three or four years ago when Arians first got to Tampa and he was throwing all those pick sixes. That was the day. And against a defense that good, they're going to lick their lips, and you're never going to beat them. You will lose that game 100% of the time if you're going to turn it over like that in the second half. You You cannot win a close-scoring game against another Super Bowl contender when you're going to throw picks and that he was hitting guys in the hands. So out on the Saints was to begin the season even more now. Jameis, I'm sorry. Kickoff week one with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. When you place your first $5 bet, just sign up with the code Colin to get in on the action. Then you can turn game day into payday all season long. Here are two games that I don't like, I love. The 49ers right now about minus seven against the Chicago Bears. I think that is blowout city. The Arizona Cardinals, while they are home hosting the Chiefs, are dealing with a ton of injuries in offense, Rondale Moore, Zach Ertz. I like the Chiefs big in this game. I think the Chiefs have a chance to win the Super Bowl. I think the Chiefs have a point to prove early and often and I love them in this game even on the road. Play your way and bet on more than just the final score. Wager on everything from touchdowns to total yards to catches. Don't fumble your chance to get $150 in free bets. Win or lose with promo code COLIN. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions apply. 7369 New York, Tennessee Redline, Tennessee, 4700 Wyoming Visit, www1800 gamblernet West Virginia.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena.
0: Selena.
3: Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota.
4: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Other bad news today uh, was the Trey Lance injury. And listen, I, I, you know, sometimes most backup quarterbacks in the NFL suck, right? It's like a lot of times you get insurance and you never use it right? You get car insurance. I haven't been in a car wreck ever in my life. Never been in a car wreck, right? Home insurance. I've never had any issues. Once I bought my condo and next house I own, who knows? Maybe I'll never have an issue. Health insurance. I've been to the doctor and the way my life works, right? I'm my own business. I I, I pay for it. Uh, I, I've been to the doctor one time in like five years and it was really just... You know, I'm getting closer to 40. You should just do like a quote-unquote physical blood work, all that stuff. And the doctor's like, you know, you're healthy as a horse. But everyone always tells you, and listen, you never know. My mom was just in the hospital, had a friend in the hospital. You just never know, right? There's a reason you get insurance. Even though the problem with insurance is like you pay them, and whenever you need them, they create issues. That's a whole other conversation. But the point is you better have it because you never know when shit's going to hit the fan. And when it does, if you do not have it, you're screwed. You got major issues, right? The bills start flowing. You're like, oh my God, how am I going to cover this? And that's what a great backup quarterback is. Now, in fairness to basically every team, there aren't good quarterback options. I remember when Justin Herbert on Thursday night, you remember too, I mean, it was just the other day, got injured and it looked like he broke ribs and he was going to get out and Chase Daniels started warming up. I'm like, well, Chase Daniels scam is over because Chase Daniels entire scam is never having to play. Clearly, he's a good guy. People like him. You want him around. But he can't play, right? And that's, in fairness to him, most backup quarterbacks stink. Relative, I mean, relative to me or you, they're probably pretty good. But relative to the starter, enormous drop-off. Relative to the rest of the league, relative to the defense they're playing, you're screwed. The 49ers, like, they didn't map out this contingency plan. It kind of fell in their lap, right? They could not trade Jimmy. But the simple reality is Jimmy re-signed or redid his contract, and stayed on their team for $6.5 million. And ultimately, Trey Lance, while he's only in the second year of his career, last year he broke a finger, he sprained a knee, and today he shattered an ankle. So in a short career where he's only been a full-time starter for two weeks, he's had three injuries, one a major injury that's knocked him out for the season. So at this point in time, some random luck, some whatever. Like I'm sorry, I question his durability. And Jimmy Garoppolo's had the same issues. Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt his shoulder. He's torn an ACL. He's he's hurt his shoulder again. He's broke he's messed up a thumb. Jimmy Garoppolo's not been very durable. And part of being a great player in the NFL is being a durable player. Like when I turn on the Chiefs, every game Mahomes is there. When I turn on the Bills, every game Josh Allen is there. When I turn on any Tom Brady team, he's always playing. That is what Aaron Rodgers, the only time I ever remember him being injured was he broke his clavicle. Other than that, I turn on the Packers, Aaron Rodgers is in the game. So when I pay you a premium, and that's what quarterbacks get paid, I, I have to have you play every play or every game. I have to be able to rely on you. And if I can't, like, your value is greatly diminished. And the Niners are in this weird position where the starting quarterback, one, was an enormous project. Trey Lance, and I've been... I've been going to training camp now the last two years. Uh, I went to basically every training camp practice this year, and I've obviously watched every snap they played through two weeks. He is, and I think sometimes project is a negative connotation. Of course he's a project. Small school guy who was a one-year starter who was coming to a very complicated offense. It was going to take some time. But here's the problem. Like, ultimately tonight with the Bears. Now, Justin Fields a little bit of a project too, though He got to start multiple years at, I don't know, Ohio State. But Justin Fields plays in these games with the Chicago Bears. And let's just, I'm not trying to talk shit, but let's just use this hypothetical. Let's say the Bears win four games. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. No one thought they were going to be any good. Like, if you won four games or six games, it's irrelevant. You're not winning nine. You're not competing for a wild card. Like... Zach Wilson, the Jets, I know they won today with Flacco, but they're not going to be any good. Trevor Lawrence is actually sneaky. They might compete. But if Trevor Lawrence and the Jags win six games, no one cares. Every single person, including Vegas, including everyone that follows the league, goes, God, the Niners have one of the best teams in the league. They literally were in the NFC Championship game last year. And everyone I saw today when Trey Lance got hurt, it's like, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan putting him in harm's way. Why doesn't he just let him develop? Because you can't just let a guy develop when you're trying to have a Super Bowl team, and win every week. And right now, Trey is not an accurate quarterback. So he does a couple things well. One, he throws bombs. Well, I like doing it in NFL Blitz and NFL Madden, but you can't throw go-routes every play. And he runs. But he doesn't run well outside the tackles. Why? He's not that fast. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Kyler Murray. Someone tweeted at me today. They're like... They they didn't have Steve Young and Colin Kaepernick just run up the middle. Well, yeah, no shit. Those guys ran four 340s. This guy does not. So the one play he's kind of effective is up the middle. And as Kyle Shanahan said after the game, the play in which he got hurt has three options. And two plays before, Debo Samuel took that same play, instead of Trey kept that he handed it, Debo went for 50 yards. One problem for Trey Lance, I was thinking about this, like, when I was young in high school or whatever up until like my late in my junior year I got a girlfriend. Before that, I'd never had a girlfriend. I, I would say I probably wasn't that confident around girls why just never spent any time around them besides like at school or whatever didn't have didn't date anyone didn't really know how to deal with them. then I got a girlfriend a couple more through college and I just became confident why because through experience you know how to kind of interact with the opposite sex if, as a sales guy, the first time you actually do a deal, then the following deals become a little bit easier because you know. Trey Lance doesn't have that much experience, so you're watching a guy who's kind of feeling his way around. And you know what the 49ers don't have? A feel-their-way-around team. Debo Samuel fucking breaking off runs everywhere. Fred Warner, uh, Nick Bosa making plays all over the place. Ayuk wide open. Trent Williams tossing people around. They have dudes in the peak of their powers, ready to win now. Trey Lance feeling it out, as he should be. He's a project. So today, when he shatters his ankle, everyone's like, Kyle Shanahan. Well, he was trying to figure out a way to win with this project who is inaccurate. So they're like, why don't they have him throw more? Because you're trying to go three and out every single play? It doesn't matter with the Jets. Or with the Bears. It doesn't matter because you're not trying to win or lose games. I mean, I know technically they are, but if you lose them, who cares? The 49ers were literally winning in the NFC championship game in the fourth quarter last year. So the, the standard you could argue for Trey is almost unfair. Usually when you're drafted third overall, you go to a terrible team. You go to an awful you go to a team that no one thinks can win. That's not the case here. Because the Niners were drafting relatively high because they had some injuries that year, and then they traded way up. So he's on a team that like is trying to win immediately and he's just not ready to win. He was just I listen, I'm rooting for him. I would have loved, because I watch all the Niners games, for him to be the next Josh Allen. He's not even remotely close. Because at least Josh, when he kind of sucked early on in his career, could run around. He was a confident runner. Trey is not a confident runner. And today, I'm not blaming like the reason is in confidence, but kind of got him in a tough spot, and then a freak injury happened. And now today, with Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers are better. It's not even arguable. Now, in in six weeks, and eight weeks, and ten weeks, would they have been better with with Trey? I hope so. But the other thing is, there's no guarantee with players. Not every player transcends. Some guys don't get any better. So who knows? It, it's it's unknown. And you never wish anyone to get hurt, but he got drafted third overall, uh, and it was one of the biggest unknowns in the history of the draft. He got a guaranteed four-year contract, so he made generational wealth. If he if he never played another snap, I, I know he will, but he, he already hit the he already hit the lottery, you know. So it, it wasn't trending well. It just felt something felt off with the Niners and, and Trey Lance which now we won't even get to live it because it's not even ability. We just get last year's 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo that won 10 games and was in the NFC Championship game. Now, if the Niners want to compete for the Super Bowl, they're going to need Jimmy to be better than he was last year, and Jimmy might say, well, this year I'm healthy. Last year I had a messed up shoulder and a messed up thumb. Well, it's like, Jimmy, you got to stay healthy now. We'll see if you can. I'm not not the most bullish guy on his consistent health because he consistently gets hurt. A couple quick apologies. I want to start with one in the desert. Not the desert I'm sitting in right now, but the team that plays right down the street from me. They flew to another desert in Las Vegas. And I'm watching the game. I got the Niners game on my iPad. I got the Raider game and Arizona game on. And the Raiders are killing them. They are working, Arizona. They are up 20 to nothing at halftime. Arizona looks lifeless, they look dead. And as a buddy of mine texts me last week, they say, if you look since about late November last year till this half, Arizona has been one of the worst teams in the league. They were terrible last year in December. They were awful in the playoff game. They got their ass kicked week one and then they're getting their ass kicked in this game. I'm like, is Kingsbury, I'm getting people tweeting at me like, is Kingsbury going to make it this season? And I'm like, well, he just got extended. So did Kyim. Obviously, Kyler got money. This is just, they're a sinking ship. And then I start doing other things, not really paying attention. All of a sudden, you know, I, I see on social media, it's like, Cardinals only down eight points. So, you know, I flip it on. I have never argued, ever. I, I'm not a Kyler guy. Would not want him to be my quarterback. But I've never acted like Tua, who I'll get to next. Like, you know, I don't really see the talent. Don't see the physical ability. Because my mom can watch Kyler Murray and go, is that the fastest player I've ever seen? He has a massive arm. And when he's on, he's pretty accurate. It's not like he's some inaccurate court. Like, he is, his talent, I think part of the frustrating part with the little guy, and listen, I'm not the tallest guy. I, I in theory, should be rooting for little guys, even though I like big players. I, when I Because when I was with the Eagles, I was around Michael Vick, smaller player, and he always got hurt. So one thing smaller players always give me hesitancy with is injuries. Because at quarterback, when you're a runner, you're going to take hits. But Kyler is one of the great runners we've ever seen. On the opposite end of the spectrum of Trey Lance, where Trey Lance is kind of very unsure, not that fast. Kyler is playing not like it's the NFL, not even like it's college. He's playing like it's high school football. He's stopping and starting doing 360s around. It's stupid how confident he is scrambling around. And then he makes this touchdown run to the two-point conversion where he makes an incredible throw. And then they end up winning in overtime on a Hunter Renfro fumble, which they take the other way. And I owe them an apology because I didn't just write them off. (laughs) I thought their season was over. I started thinking, like, maybe Michael Bidwell, the NFL, has so much money, he'll just fire everybody at the end of the season. They got three or four wins written all over Now you win this game, they got a little life. They play the Rams next week. Who knows? The Rams aren't exactly world beaters right now. I mean, they let the crazy comeback happen to the uh, Atlanta Falcons today. But, you know, Kyler had a rush touchdown. He had the two-point conversion. He threw another touchdown. And he's just... I I think the reason he's so frustrating playing all the Call of Duty is because his freak talent. its You you don't need to be Bill Polian or Bill Walsh to see it. The guy... Listen, I, I don't think he is anywhere remotely close to Kyler's talent. But when you go on the road against a team, I I thought the Ravens were going to be a team to compete for the number one overall seed. And I thought today, I didn't bet on them. I bet on the Commanders, lost. Bet on the Panthers, lost. Uh, I would have hammered the Packers. That would have been the only game I would have won, but I lost every other game. So I would have, the game that I was very confident on was the Ravens. And I think the spread was like three and a half. And I, I was like, I love the Ravens in this game. And I was watching a little bit, but then they were up 35 to 14. I'm like, oh, shit. The Dolphins, good luck. You guys are done. 35-14. All of a sudden, I kind of peek. It's like 35-28. Look at the box score. You're like, ah, Tua's throwing some numbers. Then all of a sudden, they get the ball back. Tyree Kill going 100 miles an hour. Looks like a Looks like a Ferrari. Uh, I think uh, that's that's Mahomes' nickname. I guess he's the Cheetah. And he's wide open. Tua hits him. Touchdown. Tie game. I go, this is absolutely insane. You're telling me they're going to lose? So then I'm watching the last five minutes of the game locked in. And Tua did make an incredible game-winning touchdown. Scrambled out. Hits Waddle. Kind of in coverage. And listen, you throw for 450 yards or 469, I think, to be exact. 36 of 50, so that's over 70%, and throw six touchdowns in an NFL game, that's that's an incredible accomplishment. On the road against a team who we'd all agree is one of the better teams in the league. Like, the Ravens are good. Now, are they a 13-win team? I don't know, maybe they're 10, 11. They're in a well-run operation with good defensive players. 469 yards and six touchdowns. Like, even if, like, listen, Cheetah, he was wide open. To hit him? You know, I, I, listen. I've made fun of him like on social media. I'm like elite defense, but he still hit him. We've seen some guys overthrow him, underthrow him. Not specifically that player, but miss that throw. So Kyler and the Cardinals to come back and win that game. I mean that 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 is that's impressive. But Tua, to me, he's got to be player of the day. Like name me a guy in the NFL with a more impressive game. It, 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 no chance to me he's not the NFL player of offensive player of week two and Mike McDaniel think about this Mike McDaniel who I, I'm rooting for you know I've watched his career he's a different guy he's fun he's doing a pretty good job offensively I mean they, they are I mean moving the ball against a team that I, I thought the Ravens were gonna have one of the better defense in the league and now all of a sudden Mike McDaniel's career has started. he's beat Bill Belichick. Who, let's face it, but Belichick had a good little bounce back today, and John Harbaugh, pretty good start for Mike McDaniel. Incredible day for Tua. A lot more football talk tomorrow. I have some takes on the Colts, who are in shambles. Raiders in shambles. The Giants out of nowhere. Obviously, we got a we got four two Monday night games, so we got four teams to talk about. Uh, September eighteenth, football's back. Love it. Adios. <laughs>